Forever 21's financial woes, LinkedIn's new verification tool, and everything you need to know about the Facebook blueprint. Welcome to Working Girl Talk. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Working Girl Talk. I don't know about you, but we're feeling 22 over here today because it's the 22nd episode of Working Girl Talk. Can't believe it. Thank you so much for joining me along on this journey. So we're going to dive straight into the news stories and then get to our Working Girl topic of the day. So first story, I can't believe I haven't talked about this since this has been in the news for a while. Forever 21, you may have heard of this low-priced, trendy retailer, is preparing to close at least 100 stores as part of a restructuring that calls for them to file for bankruptcy, as Business of Fashion reported. The apparel merchant is working on obtaining a financial package that would provide $75 million for its restructuring in the court process. The plan envisions a Chapter 11 file which would allow the company to keep operating while it works out a way to pay its creditors and turn the business around. Even as these plans are coming into play, advisors could still strike an agreement that buys the retailer more time as well before fully resorting to bankruptcy, as Business of Fashion said. And just a fun stat, Forever 21 does operate more than 800 stores around the globe. Representatives for Forever 21 didn't comment on the preparations, but referred to a statement that they released in response to a Wall Street Journal report that said the retailer was planning to file for bankruptcy. Forever 21's statement was basically that they're not filing for bankruptcy and that they intend to continue to operate the vast majority of their U.S. stores and a smaller amount of their international stores as well. So a lot of stuff going on there with them, but something really interesting that Business of Fashion pointed out was that Forever 21 is actually one of the biggest mall tenants, which makes sense. Anytime you go to a mall, you probably see a Forever 21 which they've been able to withstand a lot of waves of closing and bankruptcies that have been happening in the mall sector. Business of Fashion is predicting that the major mall property groups of the people that own all these malls may consider lowering the rent for Forever 21 to help the brand because it does drive so much traffic. So maybe it would be worth it to lower their rent to keep them there so they won't have to close. Business Business of Fashion said mall owners and company representatives have discussed easing Forever 21's rent in exchange for an interest in the retailer. I don't know exactly where Business of Fashion was getting this info. That was all the detail that they had, but it's something interesting to think about. I think it's really sad for Forever 21. We've seen this happen before with companies growing too big, too fast. If they can get their act together and scale down, I think they'll be okay. I feel like every time I go into a Forever 21, there's a lot of people in there. It's a really popular store but they also have a lot of inventory. It's pretty wild in there sometimes. You see there's a lot of clothes, a lot going on, which is why I'm not totally shocked by all of this news. When you have so many variables, I imagine it could be easier for things to get mismanaged like that. So good luck to Forever 21. And while this is happening, I checked their website and they have a huge sale going on. So I'm not sure if it's related or if there's any reason why specifically except for just having a sale, but you could check that out too. Get some fall clothes. 
on to the next story. So here's something I'm excited about. Search Engine Journal reported this week that LinkedIn is introducing a skills assessment, which allows users to demonstrate their expertise and add a verified skill badge to their profile. So we all know that LinkedIn skill section at the bottom and you basically rank your skills, put your skills down there. Like if you have graphic design skills or Facebook advertising, you can add that to your profile at the bottom. So this is a new way to kind of verify that you actually do have that skill. So new research for LinkedIn shows that 76% of professionals wish that employers were able to verify their skills. In response to that feedback, LinkedIn went straight to work on this new feature that allows users to validate their skills to employers, which in turn, in hopes, would help you stand out amongst other candidates. LinkedIn users who successfully complete an assessment will earn a badge that's displayed on their profile in LinkedIn Recruiter and LinkedIn Jobs. This will allow hires to quickly identify qualified candidates as according to Search Engine Journal, and LinkedIn will also send relevant job recommendations to qualified users as soon as they're posted. I think this is a pretty cool feature and that it will hopefully make you stand out. The real question is how deep and how time-consuming are these assessments? Since it's a new feature, it's a little unsure how much value this feature will hold. And if it doesn't matter, people won't want to spend the time doing it because that's just extra time on your plate, but only time will tell on that. I think it's definitely worth checking out and trying. My other question is who put these tests together? So what kind of questions are they? How does it exactly verify your skill? I'm assuming they've been working with experts to get the questions, right? I mean, it's LinkedIn, but I think it's definitely worth trying out. So I'll probably try it out once it launches and report back. On to the next story, Apple's annual major iPhone software update, iOS 13, was released this past week. And according to CNBC, it has a lot of new features, including dark mode, Apple Arcade, there's been a lot of talk about that, Apple, a new Apple Maps, a better photo app, and more. But as CNBC reported, you might want to hold off on the update at least until September 24th, because Apple has just confirmed that it will launch the iOS 13.1 on that date. Apparently there are already some bugs with iOS 13 and iOS 13.1 adds more features that should be able to fix these bugs. The reason why this is news is because of the timing. The point one update is coming six days earlier than originally planned, as Apple confirmed to CNBC. And this accelerated release is a break from previous iOS release schedules for the past two years. According to CNBC, Apple released its big software update in September alongside with the new iPhones, which is happening. But then the point one model is about a month later. So CNBC says the move comes after several early adopters and developers who have been testing beta, this new version of iOS, that they've complained a lot about a lot of bugs and a lot of issues going on there. Apple developer Steve Trotton-Smith tweeted out saying iOS 13 has felt like a super messy release, something we haven't seen this bad since iOS 8 or so. So it's a big deal, I guess, if an Apple developer is tweeting that out. So if you're an Apple user and you know we don't like to wait for our updates. I'm really glad they've decided to release it sooner. iOS 13.1 includes many of the announced features that weren't announced in 13 for some odd reason, um, including the ability to pair two sets of AirPods to the same phone, which I talked about a few months ago, a feature I'm really excited about. So Apple confirmed to CNBC that if users want to skip the iOS 13 update, 
they can wait until September 24th and go straight to 13.1. So there you have it. Although a part of me does want to just download it to see what it's like. <laughs> I'm glad they are acknowledging the bugs though, because as we all know, as soon as a new phone gets released or even announced, sometimes your current phone goes a little wonky, gets a little crazy for some crazy reason, cough, cough. I'm glad that they are acknowledging this and hopefully the fact that they're acknowledging bugs is a good sign that they are recognizing that they had flaws. So maybe that bugs won't be a thing on purpose, I guess. But I'm excited for this new software update and there should be some cool updates within it. And now it's time for our working girl topic of the week. Have you ever heard of Facebook Blueprint? Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. I don't think it's as common or popular as some of the other marketing certification programs, but I thought it was definitely worth talking about. So Google has its Google Analytics Academy where you can get certified in ads, analytics, all of this stuff. But Facebook has its own certification program called Facebook Blueprint. Blueprint is actually a full-on platform that offers a lot of free self-paced courses about Facebook and Instagram advertising. You just go on the Blueprint website you log in through your Facebook login and you'll see a lot of different courses. And these courses range from a few minutes to complete to 20 there. So there's 20 minutes to complete. So there's a lot of range there. They're not too time consuming, but the blueprint certification is actually a little bit more in depth. So I took my blueprint certification about a year ago, almost a year ago, which means mine's almost going to expire soon. They are good for one year. So I thought it'd be a great thing to talk about because there's a lot that goes into it. So the Blueprint website itself says, getting certified is the highest level of accreditation that Facebook recognizes in digital marketing. This Facebook certification program will boost your career and resume building credibility within the industry. Looking to distinguish yourself? This is it. Wow. Great wording, Facebook. (laughs) So what's it like to take the test? You have two tests to be able to gain certification. That's what I did. I did the advertising core competencies ones first, and then the Facebook certified planning professional exam. When I took it, there were a few options. So you could pick which one you wanted to do first. I picked the one that related most to me because I do work in Facebook ads. So trying to pick the one that goes more toward you. So rat like I know the other option for me was more of like a technical side, like installing Facebook pixel and all of that, which is good to know, but doesn't exactly relate to me. So picking which one relates to you more, but then everyone I believe does have to take the certified planning professional exam or whichever one that corresponds to your other course. So you only have a few options within the courses that you're going to take. So you do have to schedule your Facebook blueprint exam ahead of time in advance. This isn't something you can just hop on and do because you want to because there is a price associated with this and it is through a third party test administrator. So you have to schedule your exam in advance through this third party test scheduler. And then when, when I did it, it was through Pearson. So that's who my test scheduler was, which I'm sure you've heard of it. They're a popular education company. So you book it for your date and you can't take them. Like you can't schedule them both at the same time. You have to pass the one first before you can schedule the other one. Cause as I said, it's a two part situation here. So this test is no joke. Test day, a test administrator watches you through your camera. You have to show your ID. You have to take them on like a room tour, make sure you're not cheating. 
you have to, and they're basically, they're watching you the full 90 minutes that the exam takes place. And if you look away, if you talk, if you even whisper, you can get disqualified. So make sure you're in a very secure room. Make sure no one's there. If anyone else is there, you're immediately disqualified as well. So it's a little nerve wracking because I mean, in college, maybe you're used to having somebody watching you while taking a test, but it's a little more nerve wracking because it's been a while and it's just, Oh, like I thought this was Facebook, but Facebook is pretty hardcore. So you have 90 minutes to complete it, as I said, and you also have to sign a non-disclosure agreement before the exam begins. So I can't exactly talk about what's on the test, but I can tell you how to study for it, or at least what helped me study for it. So as I said, Blueprint as a platform has a ton of free resources and modules to help you learn more about Facebook advertising, which you can just do those on your own. You don't have to do them in preparation for a test or you don't even have to, you can just do those to learn specific things. You don't have to do them in order. But what really helped me study was looking through the modules, but some of it was just like a little long and I already knew it. So I, on the modules, I would just skip to the end and go straight to the practice quiz and that was something that really helped me because it kind of got you into that mindset like okay a quiz about Facebook like answering questions about Facebook which is what you'd be doing in the exam so I would recommend if you are somebody that currently works in Facebook ads like you're not a total newbie to just kind of skip to the end on the modules and do the practice quizzes that's something that really helped me but if you are newer to Facebook ads I would recommend going through the modules but really what this all comes down to is working within Facebook ads and Instagram ads yourself if you are not currently working in those, the test will be a lot harder for you to pass. This is not a test where you, it's like theory based or anything. This is very like situational. You really do need to know what it's like to work within the ads platforms to answer questions. So I would recommend working within Facebook ads if you have an opportunity to do so, or even testing it out on your own accounts in preparation for this. And honestly, probably like three to six months of working within Facebook ads, then you'd be ready. I mean, you can expedite that a little bit, but that's just something like I wouldn't have been able to pass unless I had been working in Facebook ads, which I was Facebook ads, Instagram ads within their advertising platform for my job. So it, which really helped me. I think that's the best studying you can actually do is to really just be actively in there because they reference so many, there's just a lot of references to a lot of things in there. And as I said, for anything situational, you need to know what button is where, like you can't just imagine what it looks like and answer questions about it. You actually have to know what it's like to be in there and in there recently, because as I said, like it's a platform that's constantly changing. So, oh, I worked in Facebook ads five years ago, probably a lot has changed in five years. So I think really that's my best tip is to actually be using Facebook ads and Instagram ads and knowing what it's like to work within those platforms. That's one of the best ways to study. So last section on this, is it worth it? Once you pass the Facebook blueprint exam certification exam you get a badge that facebook does send you a link to the badge and you can start putting it on your linkedin profile your resume all that and you are basically like a facebook partner quote unquote like you're part of the right partner network and you are a certified planning professional for through facebook which is pretty cool 
I will say each test is $150. So in total, you'll spend $300. And this is a more rare exam or a more rare certification. I would say this, I feel like I don't see Facebook blueprint. I don't see Facebook blueprint certified as much as I see Google ads certified, anything like that, which maybe it is because the price tag Google's are free. Whereas this one is $300, as I said, so that could be a reason why, but I've never read a job description that said you must be blueprint blueprint certified. So really, in my opinion, blueprint is just like that extra cherry on top. If you really want something to show that you're a certified planning professional and you're certified through Facebook. I will say though, for people looking for jobs in this arena, probably your work goes more than a certification because like with anything, just because you have a certificate doesn't mean you actually can practice and get away from theory and actually do tactical skills in the topic. So um, experience is probably more more helpful if you're applying for a job with Facebook advertising, but it is something, but certification in this is always nice. I would say it's worth it if your employer is going to pay for it or if somebody's going to pay it for you, then it's definitely worth it because it's a nice badge to have and it is rare. So it may be a good talking point in an interview per se, but I don't know if I would spend $300 of my own money to do it just because I would say the actual experience is more valuable, like of working in ads than the certification, but the badge is cool. And, but as I said, a lot of people don't really know what it is even still. So it's a little bit of a toss up, but if you're asking me if I'm renewing my certification this month, probably not. We'll see there, but yeah, it's a really good experience. And I would say if anything, I learned more, like actually taking the test, you learn a lot. So that's something like if learning is really important to you and like really like that satisfaction of having a certification, it's definitely worth exploring something just to think about, but I would definitely research it either way you're feeling to see what's right for you. Time for my Friday favorite before we go. Cassie Ho, the girl behind the popular social media accounts, Blogilates, released a really interesting YouTube video about Instagram beauty standards this past week. She looked at the top 100 female Instagram accounts, examples like top three, I think are Ariana Grande, Selena Gomez, and Kim Kardashian. And then she assessed them based on several factors of traditional beauty, like hair, eyes, etc. I don't know if it's exactly science. She didn't explain too much about how she assessed them, just that she assessed these 100 accounts based on different factors like that. But it's an interesting video because she dives into what people like the most on Instagram, like what people think is beautiful on Instagram. And then at the end, she tries to recreate it on herself. So she does like a quote unquote, like makeover for Instagram beauty standards on herself. Some of the interesting findings according to her, like what's most beautiful on Instagram was dark hair, dark eyes, big eyes and a flat stomach, not ripped though, just flat and just like little things like that. So it's really interesting. And then to see like the differences in beauty too, because maybe those weren't the same standards that were um, the standard a long time ago. So it was really just interesting to watch like who is the most followed, the most liked on Instagram, like, and do we consider that beautiful? So it's a really interesting video. Definitely go check it out on YouTube. Just find her channel, Blogilates, and I think it's called Instagram Beauty Standards. And check it out. Let me know what you think, because I thought it was pretty fascinating. And then it's kind of 
funny at the end when she tries to recreate what the Instagram beauty standard is on herself through a lot of makeup, a lot of changing in her style and clothes and then some photoshopping, which it's funny because the end product really does. I'm like, oh yeah, like I've seen that on Instagram. Like it's so funny. So really interesting. Check it out if you have some free time today. But as always, if you found today's episode valuable valuable, or any of our other past episodes valuable, please give Working Girl Talk a five-star review and leave a review. I always love to hear what you have to say and feel free to DM me any guest ideas or anything that you want to you want covered on Working Girl Talk. I'm always open to hearing your feedback. Thank you so much for listening. We have some exciting stuff coming up soon. Have an awesome day. I will talk to you next week.